At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC, as well as a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets get a big win over the Orlando Magic last night, 128-101, to the final score, and they're going to be on night two of a back-to-back tonight against the Chicago Bulls. So we'll do game review and preview in a two-Sams edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Lead writer from Hornets.com, Sam Perley, back with us once again. Sam, thanks for joining me here today on the HHC. Thank you again for having me. It's a great win for the Hornets, much needed. I don't know that we should read too much into the two losses to two clearly elite teams in the Eastern Conference, if not the NBA at large in Philadelphia and Miami. And I don't know how much we need to read into a huge, overwhelming win over an Orlando team that's been playing for ping pong balls for quite some time. But it does feel good to see the Hornets back on track and also to clinch a 500 or better season. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at the Philadelphia games and the Miami games, I think maybe the way they kind of looked at the end with the giving up 144 points and there was two teams that had obviously really hot nights from three-pointers, I think made it kind of look a little worse than it was. At the end of the day, like you said, it was two losses to two very good teams that are going to be in all likelihood having home court advantage in the Eastern Conference. So obviously with three games to go, two of them at home, the Hornets went back home last night to Spectrum Center. They had a big second quarter and, and handled business against a Magic team that obviously they needed to beat. So just keep it rolling, I guess, going into tonight against Chicago and, and see where you can fall you know, as these standings play out the next couple of days. A lot of stars in this game. I think overall the star of the show was the bench. You saw big performances, not just in points, but in the plus minus and how they impacted the game with players like Kelly Oubre Jr., Montrez Harrell, and Jalen McDaniels. 
yeah, I think the bench was a big key. I think it, it seemed they had a little bit of a slow start there in the first quarter. I think when the bench came in in that second unit, and then I think it kind of carried over into the start of that second quarter. I think they, it was like a, something like a 26-7 to 7 run. And, yeah, Montrez Harrell, Jalen McDaniels, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, they had their fingerprints all over this one. So once that starting unit went back in, it was like a 15-20 to 20 point lead for most of the game. I think Orlando maybe got it to 12 at one point, and then, they regather themselves, just kind of cruise the final quarter. So a uh, really impressive win in the sense of played really, really good defense, really physical, rebounded really well in that second quarter, and then didn't really let up the rest of the game. I guess the Magic team that's still playing hard, they just came off a big win against the Cavs. Remember what Orlando did in Charlotte back in January. So a lot of young talented pieces, but this is one the Charlotte Hornets just needed to survive in advance, and, and that's exactly what they did. Hornets winning 128 to 101 over the Orlando Magic, improving the record now to 41 and 39. Sam, I opened the segment up saying that I didn't want to put too much weight on the previous two losses, given the opposition, where the games were, all that. But that said, you know, I've seen a lot of reports, a lot of commentary out there uh, saying that maybe these last two games were a sign of some issues right now with the Hornets. And, and I kind of approach it as not that the last two games leading into the Orlando one was a new chapter in the story of this season where the Hornets needed to write the ship, but maybe a minor diversion from an otherwise great run that started in March and has continued to today. Now, am I reading too much into one win over a bad Orlando team, or do you feel that this is still overall the run that began when March got started and the Hornets got hot? I think, you know, just as maybe you kind of kind of look too much into those Philadelphia and Miami games, you I don't think it's necessarily about like looking too much into them or looking into losses or wins at any point i think it's just it's about you know kind of the results at this point it doesn't really matter how it happens or what you do you just got to find your way to finish the game with more points and i think if you kind of look at overall this march stretch they've had maybe starting with the win down in new orleans i think it's something like nine and four now since march 11th i mean that's a really good winning percentage they've obviously had some great wins in there the win at brooklyn home win against dallas a couple wins against the pelicans who are in their playing conversation in the west also that home win at utah so overall they're playing really good basketball right now i think if you look at the totality of the stretch and don't just boil it down to the two really kind of rough losses in philadelphia and miami i think they're playing really good basketball right now and that's what you want to be you want to be playing good basketball this time of year they can go back a year ago the hornets were finishing up on the road they weren't playing their best basketball the season you saw that transpire through that final week so hornets should like where they're at right now and hopefully they can kind of keep the momentum going these final two games before we get to stars of the night this win does guarantee charlotte a 500 or better season. We need only one win to have a better than 500 season or winning season, but it'll be the first 500 or better season since 2015-16, breaking a five-losing season streak. I know 10th place is still where the Hornets sit, and it's where they could end up, and that would be frustrating on a lot of levels, but on almost any other year, this record would have the Hornets solidly top eight, if not in a top six position already, um, but we are where we are. But what does it say to you as someone who's been with the franchise for a while now that Charlotte has snapped this streak and is on the ascent and will indeed have a 500 or better season? Well, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely a big milestone. I know it's not ultimately where they want to be, but it is a milestone. It's progress through this journey, which I think you can kind of call this year three if the 1920 season was kind of the start of maybe this rebuild or this reset. And then, you know, obviously didn't finish that season because of COVID. And then last year was a shortened season. So you've seen the win percentage at least steadily climb the last few years. And, you know, they only played, I think, 72 games last year and only 60-something the year before. So I know it's a little frustrating because you, you do make this progress 
and then you look and you're kind of in that same spot of the Eastern Conference standings. But you look at the East and it's obviously gotten a lot better. You can't necessarily control what other teams do in terms of adding guys, in terms of the draft. I don't think people necessarily saw Cleveland making the jump it did. Toronto obviously had a bounce back season after kind of a very weird situation they were in last year. Chicago has made a big jump with some of their additions. So, um, you know, if you kind of look at the progress and kind of focus on the growth that you're making and as a team and as an organization, it's been an outstanding season so far. But yeah, it, it would be tough to not have something to show at the end of it. Hey, we won a play-in game or we got to the playoffs or we hosted a play-in game or, you know, we finished whatever, 8-7. So understand, but I think overall you got to have to look at the process and, and the Hornets are definitely trending in the right direction, which is what you want. Let's pick stars of the night. Sam, you're the guest. You go first. Yeah, there's a lot of stars to, to choose. I'm going to take the easy way out and just go LaMelo Ball. I thought he was really, really good. He's been on a nice nice tear lately. 26 points, shot over just under 50%, four from 10 from three, eight rebounds, nine assists, also had four steals. And in the process, courtesy of Hornets PR, 300th career three-pointer, youngest player in NBA history to reach that milestone and the seventh quickest overall as well. I think it was just his 124th game. So really, really outstanding, normal, excellent performance from LaMelo Ball, exactly the Hornets needed down the stretch here. Yeah, and I don't know which number is more impressive. The, the youngest one, obviously, is making some history there, but being so quick to get there with so much talked about his shot coming into the league to have him now be the seventh fastest in terms of number of games to get to 300 made threes, that's pretty telling. But a great pick in LaMelo Ball. I can't argue with it. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre Jr. Big, big game. If you're a plus 41 in the plus minus category, that means you did just about everything right. Uh, it also means when you weren't on the floor, the team was losing the game. So thank goodness Kelly Oubre played his 24 minutes as well as he did. Uh, 16 points, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc. couple of kisses to the crowd, 6 rebounds and assists. He's going to be very, very important to this team moving forward into the play-in tournament. And uh, I've had a feeling now for a little over a week that he seems to be heading into one of these high-tide stretches. With with Kelly, it's kind of baked into the process. He's overall going to have really solid numbers shooting the ball, but there are going to be high tides, which you love to see, and low tides, which you got to work through. This is good timing for a high tide, and he seems to be in one right now. All right, so the Hornets get the big 128-101 to win over the Orlando Magic. They'll play the Chicago Bulls tonight. We'll preview it for you momentarily, but there's some other games that we're going to be watching. We'll do some scoreboard watching with Sam Purley after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Sam, we talked about it a little bit last segment. Spot in the standings, the record the Hornets have, they deserve a heck of a lot better than 10th. Just last season, obviously not based on wins, but based off win percentage, the Hornets would easily easily be at least in the seventh spot heading into the play-in tournament instead this year they're in 10th how do you convince people do you need to convince people that this is a good season when all 
people seem to want to talk about is, well, you're 10th in the standings, and forget about the fact that the Hornets have not been 500 in more than five seasons, and now they are. You know, I'm not necessarily need to convince. I just think it's important to keep overall perspective on how things go. They obviously went through a little bit of a bad stretch in February with some of the injuries. They haven't had Gordon Hayward for a significant amount of time, and I think they've done a, a better job this year kind of adapting to his absence as opposed to last year. I mean, that's a big credit to guys like Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, P.J. Washington, Mason Plumlee. Everyone's kind of stepped up and made sure, you know, a repeat of last season didn't necessarily transpire this year with the offense. And, you know, you look at a lot of the categories. The offense has gotten a lot better. The pace is top three in the league. I mean, they're making strides. I understand maybe there can be some frustrations when you, do, when you look at it and you're like, okay, we're in the exact same spot last year. But, you know, at this point last season, there were six games under 500. Right now, they're two games over 500. So you have to look at that and be like, that is tangible progress. I see the progress. I think if you look at solely just the standings in one through 10 and use that to kind of define success, I think it, it takes away from all the progress you did make and the stuff that needs to be highlighted and the growth you've made, the jump that Miles Bridges has made into being a, a potential most improved player, the, the jump LaMelo Ball has made coming off a stellar rookie campaign. I mean, he's taken another step and been an all-star this year. You know, the jumps that P.J. Washington has made, the bench play has been fantastic this year. You know, guys that have, have come in and, and played their roles, guys like Isaiah Thomas, Montrez Harrell. So I do think it's important to kind of look at the big process, and I'm just as, I'm sure you're the same way. I'm the same way. I want to see as many Hornets playoff games as I can as soon as possible, but I also understand that, you know, sometimes it, it just takes some time, and, and it's not a unique situation for the Hornets. Every team kind of has to, it takes a little bit to get there. I mean, I remember a few years ago, the Denver Nuggets felt like they were knocking on the door of the playoffs for three or four years in a row and just never really could get over that hump. And then they eventually got over that hump. And now they're, you know, one of the best teams in the West. So, you know, it, it does take time, but you got to look at all the positives. But I do kind of understand sometimes that you see the progress and then you definitely want more and more and more. You want to be able to show something for you know, all the, the strides you've made. And the most important thing is something Mitch Kupchak, general manager of the Hornets, talks about often is that it's not about getting to the playoffs once. It's about staying there. And you look at a couple of teams that made big jumps last year. New York and Atlanta uh, went from well below 500 teams to above 500 teams but were unable to sustain it this year for whatever reason. Atlanta regressed. They're back around 500 with the Hornets. New York regressed. They're out of the play-in tournament entirely. So if this season at 500 or slightly above 500, whatever it ends up being, ends up being just a, a blip on the radar and otherwise the Hornets fall back, then it's not worth it. But if it ends up being part of a longer journey towards not just an above 500 team but one that can contend for an eastern conference title year in year out like mitch kupchak wants to create then it's well worth whatever heartache it comes with uh, being the 10 seed if that's indeed the hornets fate we'll see one thing that's going to determine it is today's games hornets are taking on the chicago bulls that is going to be a huge huge game for the Hornets in terms of will they have any chance at all of not just moving out of 10th, but maybe even moving into the 8th spot in the Eastern Conference standings. And there's two other games that will influence things as well. Cleveland will be playing at Brooklyn. That's currently the 7 and 8 teams in the standings. They're separated by just one game. So not knowing exactly what the Brooklyn and Cleveland tiebreaker situation is, but they could be tied in the standings coming into business tonight. And then Atlanta is at Miami. Miami, of course, just thumped the Hornets. But this is an interesting one. One, Atlanta is on the road, have not performed well on the road all season long. 
but Miami, for the first time all season, has nothing to play for. They have clinched their spot. They're the one seed. So they could, in theory, rest everybody and not be penalized for it. It's just the Hornets that would be hurting for it. Uh, one last gift for Miami, I suppose, this year. So, Sam Purley, those are the two games. We know you obviously want the Hornets to win. We'll break down the Hornets-Bulls game momentarily here. But outside of that game, what results do you feel would be most favorable to the Hornets between Cleveland at Brooklyn and Atlanta at Miami? Well, real quick, uh, just because you brought it up and I was able to look it up, Brooklyn has a 2-1 lead in that. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic with Miami. Now they've locked up the one seed. Uh, you know, they've obviously kind of had a, a habit of resting guys and, and not playing guys throughout the season. But they also have a very, very deep team as well. You know, we saw guys the other night, very, very deep bench. They're just finding ways to get these undrafted guys and two-way guys and these talented guys coming in and, and, and finding ways to win. So I think that one's not going to be nearly as easy as hey, you know, Miami's going to be resting everybody. You just you never know what can happen this time of year with, you know, what mindsets teams are in. And, you know, they some teams might opt to, hey, we're just going to kind of keep our guys in and we won't play them the whole time. They're going to be on limited minutes. We want to keep some consistency and continuity because you got to think, too, Miami, after Sunday or whatever the last game, they're not going to play for five or six days as of the play-in tournament. So does that kind of factor into the thought process a little bit? But in terms of what I think would be best for Charlotte, obviously beating Chicago I think would be really beneficial. I think you definitely want to see Miami beat Atlanta. That would put them into, if Charlotte wins and Atlanta loses, they would be a tie for ninth. And I believe if Brooklyn were to win and beat Cleveland, Brooklyn would jump into seven. Cleveland would be eight. Brooklyn would have the tiebreaker on them. And the Hornets and the Hawks would be one game back from Cleveland. So that's kind of an interesting wrinkle with how that plays out. So, And then I think Cleveland going to finish with the bucks at home on sunday so things are getting really interesting there but yeah i think it all starts with the hornets win and uh you see how the rest of it just plays out so you seem to be rooting for a three-way tie with charlotte atlanta and cleveland i will try and change your mind right now i am rooting for if i have to root for one a uh, miami win over atlanta and a cleveland win over brooklyn and this is why if that happens, the Hornets control their own destiny to get to the eight seed. That's the only way there's a three-way tie between Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And if that three-way tie happens, Charlotte wins it. So I'm rooting for a scenario where all three teams, Hornets, Brooklyn, and Atlanta, could end up with 43 wins and thus propel the Hornets into the 7-8 matchup, uh, that would obviously be then with Cleveland and give the Hornets two bites at the apple. So, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of interesting possibilities. Charlotte could end up in either the 7-8 game or the 9-10 game playing at home or on the road. It'll be exciting. Uh, We'll continue to break it down for you day by day as we roll along here on the Hornets Hivecast. But in order for the Hornets to get into a tie with anybody, they got to keep winning. And maybe their most difficult game left on the season is tonight, night two of a back-to-back at the Chicago Bulls. We'll preview it for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care Provider of the Charlotte Hornets. So we've run through some of the tiebreaker scenarios. What's at stake here tonight with the Hornets taking on Chicago in the Windy City, as well as with the other two games that could have some influence on the Hornets in the standings that will take place tonight. Uh, but in terms of this one, Chicago 45-35. and 35. They're locked into a top six seed. They will not be in the play-in tournament but they're not exactly playing well heading into a playoff matchup with whomever it will end up being. They've lost three in a row, and all of them are at home. However, the losses are to Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. So just like I wouldn't hold it against the Hornets for losing to Miami and Philadelphia, similarly, I don't think you can express the same feelings towards Chicago. Although, if you want to be a real contender to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, which the Bulls looked like earlier this season... You kind of have to beat those three teams. Sam Purley, what are your thoughts on the game? It's been kind of an interesting season for Chicago. I think they started out of the gates fast. I want to say they were in like a one seed for a little while, and I think they've just had kind of some injuries. It just kind of, I think they just took their toll over some time. Lonzo Ball has been ruled out for the season with a, a meniscus surgery. They've had Alex Caruso out for an extended period of time. I believe he's questionable for tonight. Um, Zach Levine, it's just kind of some bumps and bruises, and they just have never really found their footing after the All-Star break. They're 7-14 and 14 since then, uh, 27th in offense, 27th in net rating, 24th in defense. It felt like the beginning of the year, you look back, I mean, remember how many times they kind of got saved by buzzer beaters and DeMar DeRozan just making miracle shot after miracle shot. He's been fantastic this year. I mean, you know, I think he's exceeded a lot of people's expectations, but sometimes I think that kind of levels out a little bit. You're not always going to have a buzzer beater or a final shot or a big three to kind of you know save things and maybe this is kind of a little bit of regression to the mean but they still have a lot they're playing for right now as it stands they're two games behind the toronto raptors but i do hold the the tiebreaker over the raptors in the season series so uh they definitely have something to play for in terms of standing but it'll be interesting to see they've taken a resting approach they just kind of regathering who knows so um should be a good one today but yet as we mentioned a few times this is one of the hornets they want any chance to kind of sneak into that 7-8. they got to get this one tonight against the Bulls. One other aspect of this game, Sam, is the fact that it's night two of a back-to-back. And all year long, that's been a storyline. Hornets have been outright bad on night two of back-to-backs. I feel like this game is a little bit different, though, in that it's at the very end of the season. Most of the year, whether it's back-to-backs or not, you kind of operate in a normal in-season NBA flow where you try not to get too high or too low or out of sync based off any one particular game because you know whether it's 24 or 48 or 72 hours later another game's coming up and you can't put too many eggs in one basket well this time of year you can you know that you're going through the finish line and this game means a little more is worth a little more Uh, I think the Hornets can and will treat it differently than the other preceding night twos of back-to-backs yeah, that's a, a stat. I, I think it's one in thirteen or one in fourteen now that they just haven't won in back to backs. And I think early on in the season, I feel like they had so many that were overtime loss or one possession loss. I mean, they had just had some bad luck in the second half of back to backs. I don't think it was necessarily rest or gas or didn't have energy necessarily. I think they just had a handful of them, and then maybe as the season transpired, you can kind of chalk that up to a little bit. But uh, obviously, I had a little bit of a benefit last night with the game kind of being out of hand in the fourth quarter, looking at, at the at the final 12 minutes. Miles Bridges did not play. Terry Rozier did not play. Mason Plumlee played three minutes. 
Lamelo played six minutes. It was mostly bench. So they got a little bit of an advantage of being able to sort of rest their guys a little bit down the stretch. Terry finished 26 minutes. Mason, 14 minutes. Miles is 24. So uh, a little bit of a hopefully built-in advantage coming off the blowout win off Orlando last night that they can uh, – you know, have some fresh legs and some energy and be ready to go against the Chicago team that they've struggled with the last couple of years. I think they've lost five straight, so there'd be no better time to, to break that losing streak than tonight, for sure. Chicago is indeed the only team in the Eastern Conference LaMelo Ball has not beaten as a professional. Let's get into players and stat to watch. Sam Perley, you're the guest. You can pick a Hornet, a Bulls player, or a statistic. Where do you want to start? I'm going to start with a Hornets player. Um, I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. I think he had kind of a maybe a little bit of a quieter game last night against Orlando. I I think I don't think he scored in the first quarter, maybe even he finished with 13 points, 4-12 shooting. I think it snapped his career-long six-game streak of 20-plus points, which is fine because the Hornets ended up winning by 27, so all good. But I like a bounce-back Florence from him tonight. He's been on a tear kind of here at the end of the season, and like we mentioned just previously, only played 24 minutes last night, so he should be nice and fresh. The previous six games, he's averaging 26 points, almost eight rebounds, two assists, had a couple double-doubles in the stretch, been shooting really well, so had a little bit of an off outing. i like to see him bounce back tonight against the Bulls. I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball. He, he has really made a turn here over the course of this winning run since the start of March. Another brilliant game last night against Orlando. 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. Shot 4 of 10 from 3, as you mentioned earlier, youngest player ever to reach 300 career-made 3-pointers. Uh, he's just playing really, really good basketball, and I think the biggest change over the last five weeks or so in terms of how the Hornets are playing is that this has gone from a team that needed Gordon Hayward around to win consistently to now one that is being orchestrated by LaMelo Ball that does win consistently. And Gordon Hayward, when and if he comes back, will become uh, another great piece in this concert. Uh, But LaMelo Ball is the man holding the baton and conducting things, and he's doing a heck of a job right now. So LaMelo Ball, my player to watch here for the Hornets against the Bulls. Where do you want to go next, a stat or a Chicago player? I'll go with a Chicago player and, and, and t- touched on him a little bit earlier. And he's having a tremendous season. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, last time the, the Hornets faced him on February 9th in Charlotte, he had 36 points. And, oh, man, did it look effortless. 13 of 19 shooting, just got to his spots, mid-range jumper, just, you know, quintessential DeMar DeRozan. Hit a few threes in that game, which isn't necessarily his his M.O. It's only coming off. He only had 16 points on Wednesday night against Boston. I think it's the second lowest outing of the year. But two of his f- previous four games, I think he had a 50-point game and a 40-point game. So, you know, he's obviously a tremendous talent. He's a guy the Hornets really, really got to zero in on tonight because, like Miles, he's going to be wanting to bounce back from a a tough performance in his last game as well. Well, if you're taking DeRozan, uh, common sense would lead most people to go to Levine, but I'm going in another direction, Nikola Vucevic. He's a big man who can shoot the three and uh, almost always seems to have a season high in terms of made threes or points or something whenever he's playing Charlotte. Uh, He just has had some tremendous games against Buzz City, and uh, he's been a big thorn in their side, quite frankly. You go back to the first loss of the season against the Bulls, and he had a double-double with 30 points, was 6 of 6 from 3, had 14 rebounds, and then the next time they played him, uh, he came back and had 18 points and 16 rebounds, and didn't take a 3, just dominated the paint, so He's a problem. He's one of the most underrated bigs in the NBA. Uh, I think he's a tremendous, tremendous player. Um, but he he could be the biggest problem of any of the Bulls' primary players here tonight. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. He's, he's been one of those guys, and the Hornets saw him a lot when he was in Orlando. I mean, just constantly, just a really, really talented NBA, NBA player. And you kind of look back, and you know, it's just kind of done things very, very quietly. And then all of a sudden, you turn around, he's been in the league for 10 years and had these you know, amazing numbers, made a couple all-star games. He's just, like you said, one of those guys that Hornets have always had issues with. The floor spacing with him has been really good. And, uh, great rebounder, great passer. I mean, he's a, he's a total package, and it has been a really big addition to this Bulls team. Let's wrap it up with a stat. Remember, points is cheating, but what number other than points will determine the winner of this game? So I got an interesting one that I found today that uh, Chicago is third in the NBA in corner three-point percentage. They're shooting just over 41% from the corners, but they only average the 16th most attempts. This was going into yesterday, so it might have fluctuated a little bit. So I think that's just something that Hornets got to be mindful of. We saw the, the three-point barrage against Philadelphia and Miami and just making sure guys can't get into the paint, not drive and kick out to the corners. Orlando was 7 of 15 from the corners. I just think the defense was really good for Charlotte last night. I think they did a good job of kind of containing things, keeping the ball out of the paint, making rim attempts difficult and, and limiting those passes out outside so uh really really got to lock in on that area don't let chicago get comfortable they only average the 16th like i said the 16th most attempts so uh they get too comfortable that number could, could go up a little bit so three-point defense i think is going to be a big key tonight specifically from those corner zones if you're looking at three-point defense i'm looking at three-point offense because even though the bulls shoot very well from the corners they are last in the league in terms of number of threes attempted per game 28 hornets by contrast are top top 10 in the association averaging about 36 per game and Charlotte really hasn't had one in a while where they've shot it really well even last night in the the victory over the Orlando Magic Charlotte was 12 of 34 so by the Hornets standards not a great night shooting from three clearly didn't have one against Miami or Philadelphia either so I'm looking for the Hornets to have a big three-point shooting game in this one I think they kind of need it to overcome some of the strengths that Chicago has going on their side of the ledger for this game so uh, you're looking at three-point defense I'm looking at three-point offense. I think overall, if the Hornets uh, can capitalize there and see some good games from our stars selected and minimize DeRozan and Vucevic, could be a good night here for the Hornets. And then we wait and see what happens between Cleveland and Brooklyn, as well as Miami hosting Atlanta. Maybe the Hornets, by the end of business tonight, could end up in eighth place in the East. Either way, we will have you covered tomorrow with another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, giving you all the results and then starting to get you ready for the final game of this 2021-2022 season. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Like you said, it's, it's going to be fun. Hopefully the Hornets can uh, can take care of business tonight, we get a little help from some of our friends around the NBA, and you know, you see how things play out. And you know, so, you know, Come back home Sunday should be a lot of fun and just – you know, hopefully they can, like I said, they've been playing well, and let's just keep the momentum going, get a win tonight, move on to the next. It'll be an exciting final couple of games here. Remember, tickets available for the finale of the regular season at Spectrum Center on Sunday against the Washington Wizards. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Sam Perley, thanks as always for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Remember, tomorrow we'll have another breakdown edition of the HHC, giving you all of the notes, quotes, and facts that we can find from tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls. Till then, for Sam Purley, our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.